Good evening, uh, brothers and sisters. Welcome once again to this online service. We are talking about entering into the promised land and take possession of the land. But it's even more important that we need to know how we can continue to dwell in the land, how we can continue to build that holy nation to fulfill God's plan and purpose. Because a lot of times, God's people move in, but they are not able to sustain. They are not able to continue. And we learned this uh, the last time, the importance of continuity in godly leadership. Because leadership, as we know, determines the welfare of the land, of the people. And so we need to have a continuous leadership. The nation of Israel, they did not uh, have continuous leadership. And that's why the next generation grew up, they, they begin to do what they want. Right? When there's no leaders to unite the people in the same vision, people just live for what they want, what, they, what, is, what seems right in their eyes. And also, they would just live for survival. Now, the comfort, how they can enjoy life in, in, at, at this time and not having a long-term uh, vision of what God has for them. Okay, so, but this evening we want to look at another aspect, how we need to train our next generation so that the next generation will continue to fear God, continue to serve God, continue to, to, to be successful and to, to allow God to use them to speak to the nations, to bless the nations. We, let's read this in uh, Judges 2, verse 8. Joshua, son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110. Judges 2, verse 10. After that whole generation had been gathered to their ancestors, another generation grew up who knew neither the law nor what he had done for Israel. This is really staggering and amazing that it only takes one generation. Then they, they lost everything despite of the fact that God has led them through the river Jordan, God has, before that, God has provided for them in the wilderness for so long and now helping them to, to defeat the enemies and give them this land. God has done tremendous things, but it only takes one generation later that the next generation grew up. They did not know God nor what God had done for Israel. How could that be? Haven't they heard about the story of their fathers crossing the Red Sea and all this thing? And if you look at the age of Joshua, died at 110, you would know that Joshua had been ministering for a long time following God, teaching them the word of God. 
But yet, it didn't pass down to the next generation. So what could have gone wrong so terribly that this generation after them lost it? So what did they do? When they do not know God, they, they do not know what God has done for Israel. Look at verse 11. Judges 2 verse 11. Then the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord and served the Baals. They forsook the Lord, the God of their ancestors, who had brought them out of Egypt. They followed and worshipped various gods of the people around them. They aroused the Lord's anger because they forsook him and served Baal and the Astorite. In his anger against Israel, the Lord gave them into the hands of raiders who plundered them. He sold them into the lands of their enemies all around, whom they were no longer able to resist. Whenever Israel went out to fight, the hand of the Lord was against them to defeat them, just as he had sworn to them. They were in great distress. So can you see? This next generation who did not know God, they begin to do evil, they begin to turn to idols, and God was angry with them. And they begin to lose what God has given to their fathers. And, and they suffer in great distress. So can you, this is a warning to us. How fast what we have done, what we have achieved, you know, what we see today, it, it can go down the drain. How fast it can go down the drain? It just, it just needs one generation later. It's a warning to us. And uh, bear in mind that when they go to worship in a, in a promised land, the place God has chosen, the, the nations will gather there every year to worship, to sacrifice. Their children also go. It's just like us. No, we bring our children to church. We send them to the Sunday school. We, we, we get them to go to the youth group. They also did that. But how could it be that they are the younger generation grew up. They did not know God, nor what God has done. What have they been listening? They didn't seem to get the message. And uh, that's why they grew up. They do not know God. And if the fathers had followed God's command and instruction to train up the next generation, this problem would not have existed. Look at uh, Deuteronomy 6 verse 4 to verse 7. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commands that I give you today are to be on your head, uh, on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you, are, you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. 
These commands are to be written in your heart, not on the tablets, not on the book, but in to be in your hearts, so that you can impress them on your children. Talk about them. So, you see, so these children they follow their fathers. But what they hear did not impress into them. It did not make an impact in their hearts, in their life. They go through the motion, just like their fathers. Because if their fathers has listened to the word of God and and really understand and and really carry out the word of God, they would have taught their children, and their children would know the word of God, and they would know God. But It wasn't written in their heart. Yes, they go through emotion. The fathers go through emotion. They go and worship, or they listen to the word. They go. They do the sacrifice every year. And today, in church, we need to impress the word of God, the knowledge of God, into our children. That's our job. The leaders. The priests they can do their job, but that is not good enough, and that is not enough, so that our children will get the message. So some of us we just send our kids to youth group to to children church, and we did not do our part. Don't blame God when they turn away from God and did not continue. To do what we expect them or what we want them to do. So the father are to teach the children to know God, and uh, how could it be that they did not do that? I give you a reason. I believe there's a lot of truth in it. It's because they just enter into the promised land. The land, the opportunity, the wealth. Everything is right before them. So these these fathers, they are so busy working on the land. They are so busy developing their 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 business and 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 so on. They have no time to obey God, to instruct their children, to talk about it at home. They are just too busy. Today we can be too busy as well. That we cannot, well, or rather, we did not put the put in the work to train our kids, so that the, our kids know we go to church. They know God is good in the mind, but in reality, they see that well, other things are better because they see in us. So we got to really. Model it and and impress our children so that they will follow instruction. So transformation begins in us personally. The word of God has to be in our hearts first of all before we can impart it to our children. Deuteronomy eleven, verse eighteen. Eleven verse eighteen. Fix these words of mine in your hearts and mind. Tie them as symbols 
on your hands and bind them on your forehead. So it's more than having the words of God in our heart. It got to be in our mind as well. And then tie them as, as a symbol on your hands and bind them on your forehead. Right then on the doorpost of your house and on the city gates. Right. So the nation of Israel, they do this. We know that. They do it literally. So the outward sign they have done, they have obeyed outwardly. But I guess where that particular generation failed is they have not written the word of God into their hearts and their mind. And that's why they did not obey to train out the next generation. The outward signs are all there. Time for sacrifice, they are there. But the heart, the mind, the life, they are just too busy. So, when the Word of God says, fix them in your mind, uh, in your hearts and mind, Meaning, if you don't fix them into your hearts and mind, the word of God that you hear, that you receive, will be lost, will be gone, will be forgotten. But you've got to make room in your heart and your mind for it. If you are too busy, your heart and mind are filled with so many other things, there is no room for the word of God. And that's why when you listen, the word of God doesn't stay because there's no room for it. Yes, you go through the motion. You listen to the word. But it's not there. Or maybe because you have other priorities. So if you listen to the word of God, it doesn't suit you. It's not what you want to hear. Then you, it doesn't register with you. Right? You do not intentionally seek to write these words in your heart and in your mind. Because that's not what you're looking for. But it is the word of God. It's what God wants you to receive. So that's why you have to write it, uh, to, 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 to fix it into your hearts and in your mind. And the word of God is trying to tell us that it takes a process. It's not like you listen to it and that's it. You know, you got it. Right? You, got to f- you fix the word of God in your heart and in your mind. It's a process. That's why you tie them as a symbol on your hands, bind them on your forehead, talk about them when you're in the house, when you lie down, when you wake up, when you walk, go to the city, right? It's there to remind you. So in other words, the word of God has to be repeated, reminded again and again and again until eventually it really begins to take root in your heart and in your mind. So when we listen to the Word of God once or twice, many times we forgot about the Word of God. It is not relevant to us because we didn't tie in our hand. We didn't put it into practice. We didn't make it relevant in our life. It's just in our mind. But it got to impact us so much that we put it to work that is relevant in our daily living, our decision-making. So, 
we got to be constantly reminded by it wherever we are, until that word is really part of our life. So how do we do that? Wow, that, that process. We know the outward symbol, you know, tied in our hands so that we know we have to work at it, we have to put it into practice, put it in our mind so that we will remember, we, we will not forget, so that the word can be written into our hearts. So that process begins by us hearing the word of God. So when we hear the word of God, we've got to understand what the word of God is saying to us. It's our responsibility. When you don't understand, you put more effort into understanding it. When you understand, then you will remember. When you remember, you need to meditate on it so that it will eventually work out into our lives. How does this work word relevant to what's going on now? What are the words that is relevant that I've heard? So I have to uh, uh, meditate and put it into practice. And then it got to be written in our hearts so that we're so passionate about that word. Unless you have that passion, you have that push, it'll be just another knowledge. Okay, now we know this is the word of God. This is how, we, we, uh, how important is the word of God. And this determines our life and death. And so that's why we're so passion, passionate about it. And we will not only pray into practice, we will also want our next generation to receive that word. So the word has to go, first of all, from us to our family and then to the city, uh, to, to the city gate. That means to affect the society. But it, first of all, started with us personally. Unless it impacts us, we are not able to tra transfer it, impart it to our children. So that generation with Joshua, I guess they listen to the word, they know the word of God, they have experienced it, but that word has not really got into them so that they are so passionate about the word and they realize life and death is in it. We've got to tell our children, we've got to impart it to our children. No. They are just too busy about so many other things. So they direct their children to, 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 to the tabernacle to go through the festival and so on. How oh, they do that? Drag our children to church. But we have no time to, to, to teach them ourselves. No time to tell them how important it is. No time to tell them you know, how we respect our leader who gives us the word of God. Always speak different words to, to the children. Okay, so transformation has got to begin personally and then to the family and then to the city. And then how do we impart to the, to the next generation? Let's look at uh, Deuteronomy 6 verse 1. These are the commands, decrees and laws the Lord your God direct me to teach you to observe in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess. 
Verse 2. So that you, your children, and their children after them may fear the Lord your God as long as you live by keeping all His decrees and commands that I give you and so that you may enjoy long life. So we have to really impart it to the generation after. And then verse 7, impress them on your children. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. So we as parents, as fathers, as leaders, we have to impress it into our children. When you impress it, that means you make an impact, right? It leaves a mark in their hearts and in their life. So unless we have it, we can tell them what God has done and, and the greatness of God and so much so that it impresses upon them. And it has to be Reminder again and again. That's why it says, you know, talk about it at home, walk, when you lie down, and, and so on, right? So that means we live it. Our children are so impressed by us because they know we live it. But if we just listen to it on Sunday and we forgot about it, right? And how are you going to impress your children? You're not going to impress your children. Your children are impressed because they see that, hey, you are living the Word. You, you, you talk about the Word. It, it's so real. It's so alive, so active. And it got to be done in the home. So I thank God that we started this family altar and we pray that we will continue to grow in this, in this family altar and talk about God and really be able to share what God has done in the family at any time so that our children will impress it upon our children, the importance of the Word of God and what God has done for us so that we'll forever be grateful and honor God and fear God. And it says, obey all the commands. I mentioned that during this time, the word that seems to appear is all the commands, all the word of God. Because we can be so de deceptive, uh, deceived by just obeying partially. You know, for us, we, 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 I'm sure that, that generation, they brought the children. But they, they, did, they did not obey by, by imparting it to them at home and even in their own life. So we go through the motion, we have a form, but we didn't really live it. May God has mercy on us, on me too, right? Because we really need to let that word be so vibrant in our hearts, in our life, that our children can see. This is all we, we live for, and they are impressed by what we say and what we do. Right, so for Joshua, he's the leader, he teach the nation, this is what you need to do, this is what God says, he received it from Moses, and he's doing it. But he's not able to influence 
the, the, the nations. The people just listen, they just go through the outward form, but never really sort of have the word written in the heart and in, in, the, in the mind. And they follow other ways. So that's why Joshua tell them, you know, you have to get rid of your idols. You cannot serve God like that. Because in their words, they say, oh, we want to serve God. We obey God. But Joseph said, you cannot. Because these words are not written into their life. But Joshua, as the leader in the home, he was able to impart it to their, his children. So that's why he's able to take, say to the nation, you know, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Despite of the adverse environment that we live in, we can impart into our children so that our children will walk in the ways of God. Regardless of how the world is behaving. Right? As for me and my house. Because they see in Joshua. And Joshua imparted to, to his family. So we cannot blame all oh, the world mixed with wrong people. We cannot say that. We are responsible. We need to impart it. The truth, the whole truth. All the commandments of God, right? So that our children can follow and pass it on to the next generation. So I hope tonight this is a reminder of the importance of our role as fathers in the home, leaders in the home, to impart it to our children so that our children will follow God. And it's very important that the word has to start in us. It's no good saying, oh no, I, I ask them to go to church, I ask them to go to youth group. It's no good. It's not enough. You know, sometimes by the mercy of God, the grace of God, they themselves experience God. But you, we have to be accountable to God. Right? So we've got to live it so that it impress upon our children the importance of the Word of God, how we should flow with the church, how we should serve together as a holy nation. It comes from us. What does our children see in us that will impress them to carry on? Is it just your Word and you're so busy? Well, they too will be very busy about other things. And forget about God because they see in you. Right? So the generation after will, will just slowly leave God. Yeah, we go through the motion, we have the outward form, but the power is not inside. So may God be gracious to us that this word will really cleanse us and redirect our life so that we will really be committed to the Lord ourselves and to be able to impart it to the next generation so that we can continue to dwell in that promised land and fulfill what God has for us. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for your timely words. We thank you for your goodness, your grace, your mercy upon us. And we confess that we as fathers, as leaders, we too have fail you many a time to carry out what you desire for us and for our family. Lord, we pray for your grace and mercy, O oh God. We pray that 
as your word continues to come forth, we continue to listen to your word and continue to follow you. Lord, that you will cause that transformation to take place in our life so that we can impart it to our children and to the children after that. Lord, do a deep work in our life. Pray for our family. Pray for our younger generation that they too will really know God and really serve God and keep that covenant, fulfill that covenant through the generation. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, the Lord bless you. We'll see you again.